start this fucking slobber knocker. Yeah, welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling bonus episode. This is, hey, you want to take over the intro? Comedians of Wrestling, where we dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I am your host, Donsky Blockamora, a.k.a. Donny Kayfabe, a.k.a. Donny Capri from the time I went to Italy. <laughs> gaba, gaba, we, gaba, we, gaba, we. The girl is mine, and uh, yeah, she is fine. <laughs> Damn, she's fine. <laughs> Although, I mean, I want to replace those with the Aiden English thing. I want to go, hum, hum, hum. <laughs> Did you do that? Yeah. You're a singer. Hum, hum, hum. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Hey, look, thanks for tuning into our bonus episode. Coming at you like Cleopatra. Coming at you like Cleopatra. Uh, my guest, returning guest here for his bonus app, Mr. Skyler. Mitch, pitch Mr. Perfect Aston. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, um, from Trolls right now on Netflix. Yeah, which I forgot to mention yesterday. That's this fine. is my notes because we, we have a big crossover with the trolls. Look, uh, as as the troll maniacs, as there should, the troll, the ch- the trolliacs, the trolliacs, <laughs> the trolliacs. I love troll dolls though. Oh yeah, did you have them in the nineties? Yeah, the gem in the middle. Yeah, the ge- with the, the I was on their heart. Or what? I think it was the belly button. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't that. I, I mean, I just like the hair. Yeah, I always yeah, focused yeah, on yeah, the yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rainbow hair. I like the pink hair or yeah. the like orange hair. Yeah. Um, okay. So, listen, we're going to talk and about that's wrestling. Because we're over 30. Yeah, <laughs> these couple guys over 30 sipping LaCroix and being <laughs> kids. Two wives not happy with this. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go again. I recorded <laughs> wrestling. I recorded for two hours yesterday about <laughs> wrestling with Skyler. I gotta go out again, and I gotta uh, record again and talk about Macho Man's wedding from 1991. <laughs> I love it. This is the fucking best. Anyway, dude, how you doing? I'm great. Okay. So I just got a massage. You got a massage? Yeah. <laughs> right now we're watching, because um, we're going to get into this, we're watching uh, the match made in uh, heaven, wedding reception of Macho Man and Queen Elizabeth, and uh, looks like- Jake looks- Snake, <laughs> uh, I guess it gave them a snake. <laughs> Jake He's snake. taunting her like with the snake. Oh, that's pre-recorded. Yeah, you like the shot, this shot to a cobra head? Well, the, yeah, the, the insert. The a cobra, the insert, yeah. But hey, that's some, that's some movie quality. And then yeah. Sid Vicious coming in with yeah. the chair. Psycho yeah. Sid with the long curly mullet. We're, we're chillaxing. Uh, so anyway, uh, Skyler, I want to just talk to you about pro wrestling. Yeah. And about your relationship personally with professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. So, I mean, you started watching wrestling very young, correct? Yeah. Uh, like you, we, we were saying you were at. Oh shit! What happened here? Well, just it's done. It's we're gonna get it's a sensational Sherry biopic. Yeah, but just turn that off. It's distracting anyway. Okay. Okay. Yes. We we got all we needed from this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, but so I'm saying you were at SummerSlam '91. Yeah, I was five. You were five, and you were in MSG. Yeah. And so before that, were you a wrestling fan? Like you know, in, when you were like four, the rock, yeah, I mean, four three. I don't know how much <laughs> further back when I can you go. came out. Were you a fan? I think I was probably a year before I went to SummerSlam. I had been watching. I, I think this times out with uh, the um, barbershop window. I was very, like, imagine being four and yeah. seeing that. It was so compelling. Yeah. 
Uh, and we're gonna I, get into these moments because I had you choose three of your favorite moments. Yeah, I, and then we'll and we'll uh, we'll dissect them. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So you, the barbershop window. These are your first conscious memories of wrestling. Yeah, barbershop window. Yeah, and uh, you know just Hulkamania. Yeah. Uh, Ultimate Warrior shaking the ropes. Yeah, uh, Macho Man, and then I went to the Macho Man's wedding. In fact, <laughs> in you were at the Macho Man's wedding. The Macho Man's wedding was the first wedding that I've ever been to. Yeah, I really? was five. Yeah, you were I five. I like, and when you were there, you thought it was a real wedding. Yeah, my aunt Debbie got married when I was eight, so <laughs> Macho Man beat her to the punch. Whose wedding was better, Macho's or uh, De- Aunt Debbie's? I don't know. Different. What? Different. Yeah. Where was her wedding? Hers was in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Yeah, right over the bridge, right, right over, over that GW. Bridge. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right over the bridge. And uh, I don't know. I'm gonna guess that a wedding in the center of Madison Square Garden uh, it, with little fountains it, uh, would is better. It was insane. Uh, I I just remember the production value. I, I th- it was huge. It looked like a chapel. I yeah. mean, they 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 they, they took really, down the ropes. Yeah, they took down the ropes. Yeah, they had a legit like off mic priest like. Reading their vows, it was, yeah. it was like a real wedding in an amphitheater. I mean, in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, in a, in, yeah, in a state. Well, not a stadium. What is it? What do you call it's a, an arena? An arena, it's right? Wor- yeah, the world's yeah. most famous arena, Madison Ooh, Square. That's Garden. right. And it used to be a square. Um, and uh, yeah, so so I'm saying like at this time, so this is like your first conscious memory. Were you? Did you think you wanted to perform then? No. Right, so I'm I'm curious if there if there's any, and this might just be too convenient, you know. Uh, but do you th- if wrestling affected you wanting to be like an actor, or performer? Or like, oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that definitely, sir, was yeah. I I, I absolutely. Think do you think so. there are any little kids who right now, like five year olds, who were at the Royal Rumble and the Royal Rumble started and they saw Aiden English go hum hum hum, and now they're gonna go into singing. <laughs> Oh, maybe they're inspired. They're like I like the opera guy. They're or, gonna be- or they like Elias's night. It's Elias's yeah. night. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, we. Whoa. I got that song somewhere. Whoa, whoa. We listened to it on air yesterday. Cause for the cause. Okay. Uh, no, it's fine. We don't have to go into the Elias song yet. But I mean, like you catch somebody in those most formidable years. You know, like uh, I had a friend who like. I think DX had like a serious influence on his personality. Oh, for sure. Like, My brother used to crotch chop people at Camp Ramacoy all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He would literally like do a low blow because he was our right. younger brother. Right. So, we, uh, the, my, you know, there was like a uh, six year age gap between my older brother and my younger brother. So, like my younger brother was just such a mischievous kid because we used to while well, we used to were watching DX and he was going up and crot, you know, just doing the DX sign. Right. And it was hilarious. Yeah. He had like a little mullet. Do you see any wrestling in him now? A grown man. Oh, yeah. He's definitely tough. My brother, <laughs> my brother, um, my brother Milan. Yeah. He uh, is now a chef in New York, but he uh, has a wrestling ring uh, for a bed. I designed his room. What? Yeah, we we turned it into a uh, into a wrestling ring. It's still there. Like we, my parents, in your parents' still house. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the nursery, <laughs> and they 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 thought that yeah. they were done having kids. Right. And um, so they turned the nursery into Milan's room. And I was five, uh, and they asked me what I wanted to do, and I said we need to make it a wrestling ring, and yeah. we need to. We had all these like boxing bags and. Uh, you know, it was the coolest room. It still is. It's awesome. It still yeah. looks cool. It's red and black. It's like the XFL colors. It's right. really cool. 
Night, night. Uh, that's awesome. I, I, me, me and my brother, we used to wrestle during the Attitude Era. We would wrestle on my parents' bed, like you know, sure. tree, like. And I, I, I have like flashbacks of giving my brother like moves, and I like, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I never hurt him. Oh my god, you know what I mean? Like it was, I was giving him like power bomb, like serious oh, shit. Dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> my, and like I didn't like young... when he took him wrong. Like if I gave him a pedigree and his like face didn't hit, <laughs> if he put his knee down, I don't like that in the main wrestling, and I don't like it when my brother does it in my parents' bedroom. It was, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. My brother's taken so many bumps. Yeah, I mean he's he was so much, but he was so te- so many, he's tougher than me. Like my younger yeah. brother is tougher than me because oh, yeah. we used to all just pound on him, and he was fine. He used to take everything. Oh yeah, tombstones. He would like be like you know slam me like you would slam one of the boys. Yeah, yeah. You know? he wants to take it. My my little brother is uh, like. Four or five inches taller than me. He's uh, a CrossFit regional athlete. He came to visit. He was here last month. He flew out with his bike and would bike hundreds of miles a day through the mountains. You've seen my brother, jacked. Oh yeah, he's ripped. Ripped. Anyway, uh, the point is that I didn't should have taken him down for the count when we were younger. <laughs> Too busy doing fake moves. I've given him rock bottoms in my parents' <laughs> bed. But there, the, yeah, I was always annoyed because my parents' bed it wasn't it wasn't wide enough. To do like a good people's elbow. There's well, no ropes. I, I have a scar <laughs> above my eye right here from really? my parents' bed because I. Oh yeah, I, was, I see it. Yeah, I was. Play- it looks like shit. Man. Thanks, man. <laughs> I've had it since I was five, dude. Everything was a year five. I actually have a funny inside joke with my aunt about the number five because we had so many. That's pay- nice to have an inside joke with your aunt, right? Because it was like we we actually we both realized that we had a lot of crazy shit go down when we were five. Right. She had like her appendix out. I had this like I I had like. So many places I got right. stitches that year just because I was like a nut job, like playing with my wrestling buddy in the in my parents' bed and falling off and slicing my eye on their nightstand. Yeah, I still love that they still make the wrestling buddies. <laughs> do they really? Yeah, they do. You can get like a thin one. Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah, 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 yeah. They do. They're not like I, I don't feel like they're as widely. They're not as popular, you know. But they they make them. All right. Well, uh, let's fantasy book us getting a wrestling buddy right now. Who on the current roster would you actually like? Who do I want? Like well, I who, still want like just five million of that warrior, the warrior one. Yeah, I had I had yeah. Hulk, Warrior, and uh, we all Jake had them. Snake. Those yeah. sold, those sold like fucking wildfire. I mean, everyone yeah. I know had one. Oh yeah. Um, which one would I want right now? Meaning, which one would look the coolest? Is that the question? I don't know or who what do the I question is. I think the question could be twofold. I think it could be what person, what what would you want? Like if you could go and get one just from any wrestler of all time, and then yeah. you could also do current roster. Do you remember so you, the WCW ones where it'd be like, "Oh, you busted my nose"? Like those ones that had their faces <laughs> yeah, talked. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which one would I want? Current roster. If I had to choose one, which would I want? Yeah. I would want a. Mm, I would want a CM Punk is the one. I want. He's not current roster, but that's the one I think would look cool because it would have all the tattoos on that's it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I think that would be cool. Who would you want? I thought you were going to say Randy Orton, to be honest. Oh, Same yeah. Tattoo oh, reason. yeah. 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 Oof. You know, I love a nice, nice, spicy uh, Randy Orton. I feel Handsome like. Guy. I feel like, you know what? It's like you ask me this question any time, and it's going to be different. And, I, and I'm going to even come up with a better one soon. But right now, all I'm seeing for some reason is like architect Seth Rollins with yeah. the streak in the hair. With the vest? Um, with the, the entrance vest? Uh, no. I would keep I, it on. I, I think. Little I think, chest hair? Well, I think a little <laughs> vest. Um, it's basically WrestleMania 31, Seth Rollins. Yeah. 
Uh, but with the streak too, I don't know. So maybe like a hybrid of. But wouldn't it look cool the CM Punk one? With the, it would be the taped up. Have the taped yeah, that's up wrist. Cool. Kevin Owens one would look cool too because he would wear like a shirt. Yeah. The, how would they make the shorts? <laughs> yeah, I just don't want anyone to have their shirt off for wrestling buddies. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a couple of them where you're like, like, what would a Miz one look like? I know. I, was th- be, I keep thinking about Miz. Yeah. I, I and think- that's actually a point I made on the real podcast. This is the fake one. This is the right. fake podcast. Yeah. On the real podcast, I made the point that I was like, Miz cut his hair to start the year off. And I was like, he looks more just like a regular guy. I, I know, yeah. The, and I, I loved his past haircut, but I guess the he Nazi, had to cut the it Hitler for, haircut. Yeah. For a movie, right? I guess, yeah, for Marine Six. Marine Everyone, Six. the people are clamoring for Marine Six. Becky Lynch and Shawn Michaels. They're in it? Yeah. Dude. Who's Shawn Michaels playing? What do you got, a knife? Yeah. <laughs> are you about to get cut? All right. So, uh,. Yeah, so, uh, like, my first conscious memory was 91 also. It was Nassau Coliseum, though. I saw a house show in 91, Undertaker vs. Warrior, where, wow. uh, where uh, and I still have pictures of it. And as a matter of fact, I found the pictures. My parents had a flood in their basement, and uh, they're moving my, They're moving to, uh, like, a different house. <laughs> There's no story there. Um, uh, and so they're like, they had a flood and they were like cleaning stuff out and they have a whole, I have a whole box. I got to fly back to LA. It's all my wrestling pictures from when I was a kid up until the attitude era. I still took pictures then. Wow. And those were like disposable cameras then yeah. too. Yeah. So I found pictures of like, I had one picture. I actually posted it on the community wrestling Facebook page where you can remember four in the morning. And, uh, um, one of our listeners, Justin Donaldson, I, t- I t- it was a picture of, Triple H with with the title, Jack, long hair, with Stephanie behind him, and I'm clearly front row on the ramp. Oh, I think I saw this. You saw yeah, this? Yeah, 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 I did on the on the page. On yeah. The, it was embarrassing. And so I posted it, and uh, I was like, it, it's not time stamped, and Justin Donaldson figured out what show it was. Yes, yes, yes. I remember you even <laughs> talking about this. Yeah, yeah, podcast. yeah. Yes. Um, and so anyway, so I have pictures like that. And then I, so the picture I found was, it's Undertaker uh, zipping and Paul Bearer zipping Ultimate Warrior into a body bag in Nassau wow. Coliseum. And I figured out by Googling what show that was. And it was ninety a 91 house show because I remembered the card. I remembered it had a Roy- it had a battle royale. Yeah, I remember. And it I opened rem- with a Hacksaw Jim Duggan squash match. <clears throat> I remember when I was at SummerSlam 91, they were, they were doing, they had like a spit uh, spot. Like a, they were spitting at each other, and one of the one of the first matches, who, and my who, mom you know, was like, "Oh, this is disgusting, Barry." It is disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> your dad's name's Barry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. It's his fault. Yeah, that's like Jew mom. It's, it's just it's, like, yeah, it's like, it's like what did you take me to? Yeah, it's like, why? What you... I know is a fucking movie. I just bought the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do to me? Here? <laughs> Bring me here. You know what I'm gonna see? I never saw this movie, Linda. Yeah, uh, Studio 54, I thought it was like a dance movie. I didn't know that it was going to have games. You said it was called Boogie Nights, okay? And I thought we were going to hear the boogie. Apparently, we're here to see someone's <laughs> demise, and then their dick to top it. Okay. Um, dick demise. All right, so you're in, so so. How did what? Give me the lead up to to you going to SummerSlam '91 in Madison Square Garden. Did, were you excited to go to it? Do you remember that? I was so fucking young, man. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. Uh, I was going to my what... best friend Adam, who, by the way, bringing a full yeah. circle, we just went to SummerSlam 2017 together. 
Uh, really? Yeah. And now we were backstage, like with the Undertaker and at catering. Yeah, you know, I know you told really me cool. that. So give me more details there. I'll give you. I'll tell. Oh, I'm talking on air. I mean, yeah. Well, okay. Well, tell me what you can. What you want to tell? Well, me. It was just really cool to see all the superstars <laughs> and Stephanie McMahon's uh, kids are fans, and that was, was really helpful because then I met Shane's kids, and then I met yeah. Shane, and then I met Triple H, and it's like, wow, these are the McMahons. It's pretty right. cool to be on that side of catering as well. Absolutely. Uh, I've been, it, my my catering has been. Uh, I go to the Johnny Rockets on uh, in the in section one hundred two. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I uh, yeah. So that so, <laughs> what does the Undertaker eat at catering? Uh, you know what I could tell you. I I don't remember. It was like some beef and rice, but Were you Kurt at, Angle. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I'll tell you something weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurt Angle was just eating a plate. Of white rice. That's it. Just a caked plate of just, just no nothing with a fork. <laughs> like, yeah. And like I think Randy Orton or someone like went up to him and was like, "Ah, just white rice, huh?" Yeah. And he's like, "I'm doing this thing where like he has like one day of the week it's like all protein, just like chicken, 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 chicken." Right, chicken. right, right. One day it's like all broccoli, broccoli, broccoli. Right, right. The other day it's just like rice, 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 rice. I am. I can't imagine. That's probably the most interesting part about WWE catering. Because you're just watching, like, what they eat. And, like, I think, like, if I was there and, like, I would think, like, all right, Vince is, like, watching what I eat. Like, I better just get only green and and protein and that's it. Right. Yeah, it's weird. It's what they all eat. And they all, like, look at it with the same, you know, because it's kind of bland. But some of those guys just eat whatever. Yeah. Uh, Miz was just, like, it was weird, like, seeing Miz with, by the way, great Miz hair in SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Nazi hair. So he had great, great, I said just with the Nazi hair. I got it. Um, So Two Jews. Two Jews. Talking about Nazis. (laughs) Yeah. Till four in the morning. Um, So. (laughs) Until four. We're going to go now. Right now it's 631. We're going to talk about Nazis till four in the morning. Five and a half hours till midnight and then. Pop another four. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Miz was, uh, just had his uh, match with Jason Jordan for zero people. Um, and he was just sitting in, in catering uh, just with like, it's crazy because he's just got tights, you know. And yeah. I'm, I'm the weird one. I'm fully dressed, you know. But yeah. like he's just got tights, knee pads, you know. Just, and he's, I'm like chilly in like my like t-shirt and like light jacket. Right. But these guys, they just, like, must be so warm-blooded because <laughs> they're always in their underwear and, like, cold arenas and stuff. And yeah. I'm sure the the adrenaline and, you know, anyway, doesn't matter. It was just weird to, like, watch him eat, like, and it's like, you don't want to put, like, a hoodie on or? Oh, yeah. He's just sitting there in his underwear. Yeah. That's what my, and like, I well, mean, it's weird when, like, t- like Titus doesn't wear elbow pads. It looks weird, right? Like, yeah. it's like uh, Cesaro. Like, they, you always look weird if you don't wear a knee or elbow pad. I had a really, really nice, like, meal with Sheamus and Cesaro right when they got paired up. It it was February. Really? Uh, last February, so a year ago. And they didn't even have, like, the gear yet. The entrance was coming together well, but, you know, they had a seven-minute segment with, like, uh, I want to say, not the New Day, because the New Day was with Rusev that night. Uh, Miss uh, TV? Uh, no. I, it doesn't even matter. It was just a whatever situation. It doesn't matter? Yeah. And, yeah. and they were getting squashed. Um, but they were just super cool dudes. Like, super cool. Claudio, you know what I mean? Yeah, what's up with uh, Seamus' hair when he's just chilling? I honestly, I mean, I sometimes get, like, too much, you know? Like, I was once talking to Rusev. No, I just, like, I, I, I have a way of, like, being, you know, I was like, dude, you should have, you should just, like, try to, like, what, what if you just, like, didn't do the mohawk and just came out like that? Like, you look so cool right now. 
Yeah. You know, just like him with his hair like all long and crazy. Like Maybe just I was like to the one side. Yeah, or something. I don't know. It just looked good even when it was just just how it is. Like yeah. after the gym. If you see on his Instagram, it's just how it's relaxed. Yeah, Seamus is a cool looking dude. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. And and ripped. And and randomly Cesaro was wearing a blonde wig. Oh. Uh, okay. So weird. Um, that's it. Well, I would like that if he came to the ring with the blonde wig for <laughs> yeah. no reason. Uh, yeah, I, I always say like uh, I, I've done that before. I, I've done that when I'm like hanging out with uh, I'll be hanging with like Ziggler, and then I'll like say something. I'm like, I think I crossed the line like with that recommendation. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you should change up your whole gimmick. You yeah, know, I'm yeah. like, you should do this, this, and I'm like, because it's just so fun to fantasy. Yeah, book, it's you know? so fun, and and you know, you don't know how much control they even have over it. But, yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you're like, oh, I guess they don't even care. But it's like Ziggler, you know, it's, I, you know, you, you, you're buddies with him. And I, I really, I wanted him to win the Rumble, remember? Like, that I, was yeah, I would, lo- I would love him to win the Rumble. I, I want him to get something big. I mean, on the Comedians of Wrestling Facebook page, and they, they were, we were talking about, like, it'd be re- he's like a prime candidate to do the NXT dip. Yeah. Like, imagine Ziggler went to NXT and was the champion and his whole gimmick was how much he hates NXT. And he yeah. could he could still bang with those guys, you know? Yeah. And he could go in there and just be like, yo, all, all you NXT guys, you come up and you think you're, like, so good. You suck compared to me. And, and like, step to it. Weirdly and, enough, though, they're always booked with him first and they go over him right from NXT. He's like the springboard into yeah, the main roster. But that's part, he can also explain, like, that's why he's mad. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? there's so can much he to break do that in NXT. Can he kind of break that wall a little bit? He doesn't have to say it, but he can say it. Like AJ said that uh, he was like, "Oh, Cena, you bury." He said, "Bury guys." Like yeah. the concept of bury guys is breaking kayfabe, right? Right. And he said that on Raw. So yeah, or SmackDown. Uh, all right, let's get into let's get into the match made in heaven. Yeah. All right, so you're there, ninety one. Because uh, like I'm saying. I, I don't even remember, like, I don't have any memory of, like, getting the tickets. Like, it's weird. Like, I don't even remember, like, my dad. Like, I, I can't even imagine my dad being like, I'm going to get wrestling tickets for Dan. You know what right. I mean? Like, I don't I don't think I showed, like, enough interest in wrestling. Like, I liked wrestling. But, like, taking me to that sparked my interest, which is really interesting. Yeah. You know, like, my brother has a kid now, and he's like, should I take him to Raw and Nassau Coliseum? He says that to me, you know? And I'm like, of course. He'll love it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I guess when you're like a dad, you're kind of just like, let's see what he likes. Let's take him, take him to the circus, take him to this. this. Right. Uh, yeah. So, right. so anyway, <laughs> this SummerSlam '91 is in Madison Square Garden, like we've been saying, and it's booked as the match made in hell. Yeah. With the the, match and made also in the hell. match made in heaven. Right, right, right. And uh, the match made in hell is uh, hilarious to talk about. It's Hogan and Warrior versus Sergeant Slaughter. General Adnan and Colonel Mustafa, and they're uh, Iraqi, they're Iraqi sympathizers. sympathizers. And this is happening. This is fueled by the Gulf War. Uh, <laughs> you can't really. I mean, this stuff still happens. You know, what I mean, like yeah. kind of. They weirdly had Rusev was like oh, a yeah. Russian villain, but that was like when there was no like real beef with the Russian. I mean, no like. It was before all the uh, election ha- uh, hacking, yeah. hacking, right? Yeah. All right. So. When you were going to this, do you remember being like, I know what I'm going to see? Or you were just like, I'm going. I was pumped. I think it was led by my buddy's parents, Adam. I right. think like my parents were like, hey, we got a deal on the thing. We're going to go. You know, like the president of the thing has his box at the garden, like right. shitty seats. But they're, but whatever. Um, so I think we were invited by the leader Farbs. And then um, 
And then we, and then we, yeah, we all went together. It was just like so fun. Yeah, this is amazing. Like Macho Man is fucking amazing. In this, I was watching it back. I, 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 I think it's awesome. We were there. Couple, couple. Here's a weird thing. Uh, the, just a couple random facts about this pay per view. Bret Hart this is him winning his first title. Yeah, ever in WWE. Was it Intercontinental? Intercontinental or title yeah. against Kurt Henning, right? Mr. Perfect. Yeah, Correct. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you are pitch Mr. Perfect, so you I know. But know. Uh, yeah. Another weird thing here is something we talked about on the Gabrus bonus episode. Ultimate Warrior got fired backstage after this pay-per-view. What? Yeah. So, uh, like, before this, leading up to, I mean, I'm going to mess up the timeline here, but WrestleMania, um, this is WrestleMania, WrestleMania 7 already happened. Yeah. So the the lead up here is uh, Ultimate Warrior at one point, he didn't show up. And he sent a letter to Vince with all these demands. He wanted his salary to be $550,000 a year. He wanted like half a million. And uh, he wanted to up his royalties. He wanted to up his merch percentage. He wanted to, uh, and he, there was a a bunch of other demands. But he was like, I'm not going to show up unless you give this to me. And he's like, God, I don't remember what the quote was. But he was like, um, it was something like this. The the letter ended with him saying like, uh, uh, if, I'll be at home with people who care. Was the last line like until I hear from you? So Vince apparently called him, said, "Oh, g- gave into all his demands," and he gave into all his demands. And then he said, "Uh, like uh, he's like you're Vince." I think sent him a letter or called him and said, "Like you're so important to this company. You're totally right. Completely placated him." Vince, uh, so Warrior comes back. He's got. I guess he has this deal in the works. Uh, apparently the whole time Vince was like, yo, we're just gonna say yes to this fucking lunatic till we get through SummerSlam and I'm going to fire him that day. And he fires warrior backstage at 91. He wanted to just go through this match. Like he comes back through gorilla. Hey, by the way, warrior. Uh, Apparently that's what, that's what I've read. Obviously. I mean, you know, I'm not a historian here, but from what I see, that's what it was. I, I know he fired him and they said he fired him right after the show is what they said. Uh, like there were things, there were like stuff they shot after the show that he's not in. So you you didn't see the last appearance of the warrior, but if he stayed fired forever, then uh, that'd be it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. And this is an example of like the shit warrior did. Like now they've completely erased from wrestling history. Like when they try to just pretend he's like he was a true inspiration and the greatest guy of all time. It's just so weird, but t- hindsight and time will do. Yeah. Well, also, I mean. I don't even think it's... I actually don't even think Hindsight and Time are doing that. I think WWE's just doing that. Yeah. Like, it's completely manufactured. Like, I think everyone knows, like, when, when if you have any conversation about Warrior, no one's... You're like, oh, the guy was a lunatic. Lunatic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You ever hear, like, Sting talk about his time with him? Oh, yeah. He's just... An, they, they were tag team. They, they were tag team, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. when he was, like, the uh, the Dingo Warrior, <laughs> yeah, I believe. something, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I watched him and... I watched Sting do this interview where he was just talking talking about how jealous he was that warrior got to wrestle hogan at right. mania six yeah. um yeah because uh, all right anyway so that sets the stage for it so this wedding the match made in heaven so uh i love that the, the it's i how do you feel about things that are like do you think they should do more of things here that are not matches what do, oh well, I love the segment of WrestleMania when John Cena proposed to Nikki Bella this year. I thought that that was really touching. But it was def- it was a match, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the, 
I was there actually. I don't think I. Fu- I don't think I watched it back really. When I was there, it was like no one cared. Oh really? It just. I felt like I. I. I felt like I don't remember anything about it. I felt like we all like saw it coming. Actually, I think everyone was pretty deflated because Miz was super over with the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Oh and, right. And then I think everyone was. I think it's just this thing where we're all we're starting to get to. And I think it, we're all getting worked really. Like I think they understand the value of the Miz, and they're just like we're they're waiting to pounce on the moment. You know, like I could see Miz winning like the briefcase this year or something where like they're like oh we're gonna find a way to like reinvigorate the Miz. Well, yeah. he's always talking about elevating the Intercontinental Championship. I don't know why that's not like why they don't follow his lead. He he, that's all he ever talks about on Instagram. Like he's like really proud of that. He wants to make it important. I I I they better be moving away from that Miz Braun Strowman idea for WrestleMania and moving towards Finn Miz because that's money. I think so. All right, so. This so Macho Man, who's already married to Elizabeth in real life, they've been married since 1984 at this point. So they're seven years deep into their marriage, and they're gonna get married uh, here in, Mes- <laughs> in uh, Mes- Madison Square Garden. So uh, the the proposal was on a tape uh, was on a, a, a ni- June 17th, 1991, an episode of uh, WWF Superstars of Wrestling in Sacramento at Arco Arena. Um, and uh, let's listen to it. Uh, I think this is so fucking funny. And Macho Man's charisma is like completely unparalleled. Like, yeah, yeah. it's so specific. So much cocaine. This is him. This is him asking her to marry me. Which, by the way, it's the most pro wrestling moment you've ever I've ever seen. I, I know exactly the clip you're going to show. No, obviously, it's the most. It's one of the most famous clips ever. But also show it show me. Like, oh, it's not. I'm just doing audio. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Looking at the crowd. Unsure. Am I Will do you this? marry me? <laughs> <laughs> this is already like 10 minutes in. Her response is so good. <laughs> so tentative. Oh yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, so they get engaged, even though they're seven years married already. They're completely working a five-year-old Skylar Aston, not known by Skylar Aston at this point, a Skylar Lipstein. Oh yeah. Um, full Lipstein. Full Jew. And uh, and um, and so. Um, yeah, so it's like this segment when you watch it back, it's like it's incredible. Like the the they, I this is actually like a joke I'm working on stage right now. Like the con the concept, I won't do the joke, but it's just amazing. Like how jealous I get of wrestlers where they get like they get like 25 minutes of like prime time television and sometimes pay per view caliber moments w- with almost doing nothing. I mean, Macho Man is like on his knees just looking around. For like ten minutes, yeah, and like they start the announcers are like, "Is he gonna do it? Is he not gonna do it?" It's like obviously he's gonna do it, but somehow they create this anticipation because the crowd, when there's awkward silence in wrestling, as opposed to if you were like a stand-up and you just said nothing on stage, people be like, "Oh, this guy's fucking bombing!" Right, right. In wrestling, it means go nuts. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, when they're when the awkward <laughs> silence and looking at the crowd it, it has become like just par for the course. Yeah. John Cena, Hulk Hogan, like yeah. that, 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 those sharp looks back and forth. Yeah, they do the thing where, uh, uh, they do the thing where they like take the microphone and they like get, they bring it up to their lips, like they're gonna say something, and then they they drop it. They're not ready yet. The yeah. moment it's not the right moment yet. They can't handle all the emotion right. of what they're about to say. Like Macho Man can't even say, "Will you marry me?" It's like, oh, I gotta check it with the crowd the whole time. <laughs> it's it's. It's amazing. I love that they manufacture. They wrestling just manufactures unearned tension and, yeah. and anticipation. So right, they get they get engaged, which leads to a match at at SummerSlam '91 that you got to see. Uh, and so, uh, uh, so they they did that. So this is another amazing thing about wrestling is that they just do the same shit over and over again, and we absolutely love it. They're in the Madison Square Garden. Macho Man's in a gold tuxedo with white tassels, a top hat, a gold top hat, and the biggest white feather I've ever seen. He looked glorious. He looked That's glorious. Yeah, amazing. I don't know why anyone doesn't like copy completely copy the Macho Man outfit. I guess I, Bailey I thought, tries. Well, Elias, I that's what I was saying, but it's not gonna. It's it's that's not. Oh yeah, you're right. He looks too much like him. Like the danger of him being considered like, uh, um, like a knockoff. Macho man, right, yeah, is um is too. It's is it's too not worth it. Sweet. It's too sweet. I would love it, but you know, it's yeah. So anyway, so then they they get married, um, and they're there, and here's what it sounds like. Her, comfort her, honor and keep her in sickness and in health. Like this off mic priest, and forsaking all others. This is amazing. This is in front of so many yeah. people. <laughs> but it's so quiet. We're listening. We're at the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were into it. Yeah. I love that you thought it was a wedding. It's so funny. And Macho Man like looks around like, should I say yes? You know, and everyone's <laughs> like, 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 definitely. He's like, oh my God. I think they go like, he's got cold feet. He's got cold feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, Bi- yeah, cold, cold feet. feet. And Bobby, he's like, he's got cold feet. Not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> It's the same thing that happened at the proposal. Yeah, yeah. Is there more to this? No, that's it. All right, so cool. So they get married, whatever. They play the graduation song, you know, his theme. And, uh, <laughs> right? It's amazing. His theme song is just the, the graduation song. How <laughs> do I not have that? <laughs> I mean, it's... And the... Uh, okay. 2005 class of of 2000 of 2005 <laughs> the 2005 class of 2005 Gabo all right. Uh, so anyway okay so then they so during I guess they this was a tape segment do you remember seeing this at all uh, probably the reception I mean we just watched the reception oh no 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 they showed it on the the screen there were screens right so, you, so you're watching the reception right and uh always, tape segments are like great but they suck for the live crowd you're the like worst. why am I watching a screen yeah um and so <laughs> which happened at raw 25 if you were in the fucking the yeah, Manhattan, Manhattan Center God uh so raw <laughs> so 
They show the, the reception. The reception is narrated by like a British voice for some reason. Yeah. They're like, "What for this man? Like they have got all of these presents." Yeah, it's, yeah. It's amazing. And then like she throws the bouquet. I mean, so, by the way, Jake Elizabeth the snake here opening up his snake yeah. for them to open. It's it's like Planet Earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think they were probably going for Robin Leach. Uh, my oh yeah, stars are the rich definitely. And yeah, 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 totally. And uh, so, uh, it's. Uh, by the way, we didn't say Queen uh, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Queen Elizabeth. She. So, she <laughs> Miss Elizabeth. She. Uh, she. I'm not trying to like be a dick, but like in all women in the '80s, they look so much older than they actually are. Right. She's uh, like yeah. in this. I believe it's the hair. It's the teased hair and the shoulder pads and. I was very um reverse engineer her age. She died at forty two, two and she was two and that was two thousand three. And this oh, is ninety one. So I mean she's basically thirty years old here, right? Like whatever. Okay. I, I, I think her, a little her, I think late twenties. Uh, yeah, actually. right. Give or take a couple of years. She looks forty in this. Well, especially back then for me, I always saw them as like they're all 50. You <laughs> yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you're five. They're so old. They're so old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But now looking back, thinking that she's my age, actually oh, yeah. younger than me, I guess she does look over 30 at least. Yeah, I'm saying like, because it's just the makeup and the dress. The dress is so conservative. Yeah. It's like a full, she's wearing like a full. Uh, basically, like a gangrel. <laughs> I don't know, but like she's wearing like a, the. Like it wasn't a, like an attitude era. Um, yeah, you know, not like Stephanie's dress. Uh, I don't remember what Stephanie's dress looked like because I think she was trying to be really pure at that time, so it might have yeah. been pretty conservative. Because um, uh, Triple H, uh, you know, he <laughs> drugged her and married her, and then yeah. joked about raping her. Yeah, and I couldn't believe they put that on Raw's top moments because it's so like it's crazy. It is crazy. The thing was, it was awesome when it happened. Oh, like yeah. that's the thing about it. like we can go back and like be like, oh, that was fucked up. But like we all knew it was. That's why like a lot of these moments, like I don't condone hitting women at all. But some of the tension of the moments where it's like he's gonna he's gonna suplex her, yeah, and then yeah. they don't are like it's like because the stakes are so high there, you know, right, and it's like right. so violent that you're like, oh well, these moments really work. I'm not saying we should do them, you know. Right. But we should have intergender matches. Uh. So anyway, uh. At the reception, they o- they open up one of the presents, and it's a snake from, from none other than Jake the Snake. Which, by the way, there's a present they open up right before that, and it's a blender. And I have a sound clip of Macho Man <laughs> yeah. talking. It's so Please funny. Please play that. Okay, ready. Right there, nice ribbon right there, right there. Not gonna wait for nothing. Got a blender, yeah. Got a blender. Together a few cocktails tonight. It's in there, right there. I got a blender right here. That's great. Fantastic, yeah. I mean, it's hilarious. What's great is it's so loose. I mean, like think about Amin Jeans even getting in there of like, you can make me a cocktail when I come over, like. They're, they're so they're so loose. Like they literally were just like Macho Man. So we're gonna do this like five minute long segment yeah. where you just open some gifts. Uh, Elizabeth, you don't want him to because it's too soon. <laughs> mean Gene, you know, give them a mic, and like that's what we get. Yeah, I mean, plus it's their like it's a it's their like wedding reception, and they're they're getting it's a promo with Gene Oker. They're doing a backstage promo while they're opening up gifts. There's a snake. They cut to the snake and like. Jake the Snake comes in in his fucking amazing snakeskin boots. Yeah. He's wearing snake teeth around his neck. Oh, my God. He's, he's with the Undertaker. He's 
Oh my God, that was such a good Jake the Snake. I mean, <laughs> oh, he, he was so lean. Good. He was lean. He had that thing. He had the the protective um, like kind of glove, you know, where yeah, he yeah, yeah. The, he had the one that one, that glove, one glove. Like I'm, I like I handle animals. Glove. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I let them bite me so I can like you know hold a bunch at once. <laughs> yeah, it's it's oh, it looks awesome. He he looks really good here. Like really healthy and young. Yeah, yeah. He's with a young Undertaker holding an urn. Uh, Undertaker knocks out <laughs> Macho Man with the urn. And it's then wild. Like, Jake the Snake harasses Elizabeth with a cobra. Would you say that Undertaker 91 is like Jake the Snake's, what would you say, uh, in his in his posse? I mean, Jake the Snake is way bigger than the Undertaker at this point, right? At this point, yeah. Snake, Jake the Snake's way bigger. Undertaker's a you know, new guy in the company. When and so what Survivor Series did he debut? I don't remember. I have to look that up. Is it 89? It's got to be something around there, right? I'll look it up. Actually, Zig, look that up for me. Thank you, man. Look up uh, when the Undertaker debut at Survivor Series. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, 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 yeah. So anyway, whatever. It's just amazing. Yeah. And, he, and then Sid Vicious is protecting Elizabeth with a chair. He's there just as a guest. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that maniac as a guest at any wedding. He's <laughs> so frightening. Dude. He's like six eight. He's like he's got that he's got like that Jerry curl. He's got like tight knit like Justin Timberlake <laughs> curls, his, but also a mullet. His curly ass like like Jerry um, permed mullet is such an un like it's such an awkward hairstyle. It's crazy. I think like that's why then he never got like the main push. He had like an awkward haircut. Debut November nineteenth, nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah so wow, he was fresh. fresh. Yeah, really fresh. He's just the he's just Jake the Snake's like jabroni at that point. You That's know? what I'm yeah, just yeah. saying. Yeah, it's uh, uh uh anyway, they go on to feud because I believe Jake the Snake go- I think Jake the Snake goes too far for Undertaker and he has like a they have an they have a feud that's like where Taker's the face. He's kind of like, "Yo, you you can't be harassing everyone with that snake, dude. It's, it gets yeah. too far." Uncool. Uh, yeah, so anything else interesting from here? I love that blender clip. That's so fucking funny, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, we, we all know about the, uh, the, the, who, Elizabeth choosing who to corner. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was from Mania 5. Um, yeah, so cool. So anyway, this moment's amazing. Uh, Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, they were actually married from 84 to 92, they got divorced in 92, so they got divorced a, a year after this, during the maybe, next year. Maybe the fake marriage was the curse. <laughs> yeah, they fake, once you make it official in kayfabe, that's the, you know what I mean? Like, that's the... uh, and then she got she got married to some, like, Jew lawyer for two years. <laughs> like, really? it's like, yeah, like, a, like a, didn't she? I get, by the way, I am a Jew, okay? I mean, she married, like, a guy who's like, like Carl Lubinsky, <laughs> and uh, they began married for, like, a year and a half or something, 97 then to Then didn't she get together with another wrestler? And then... She dated Lex Luger until she died, and she Elizabeth died. God, I mean, this is like this. This shit's really sad. She, two thousand three, she uh, was involved in a domestic dispute. April nineteenth, two thousand three, Lex Luger uh, apparently struck her in the garage in their townhouse in George, Georgia. There's a whole thing. Like she, had, you know, he he got arrested and. 
And then Luger got busted for driving under the influence in his Porsche. And, Jesus. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's just so depressing, all this stuff. Wrestler deaths are so fucking... Yeah. Yikes. And then, uh, but then on May 1st, 2003, she died of an overdose of combining vodka and painkillers. Jeez. Yeah. So, anyway... Uh, Queen, yeah, uh, you know, Elizabeth did not have it, uh, she did not have it great. And actually, if you want to think about it in terms, at her wedding, she was actually, proportionally, she looked the age, if you wanted to, <laughs> anyway, whatever, it's too dark of a joke. Okay, so yeah, that was, that's your first memory. So then you, st- so let's, tell me, did you stop watch wrestling at any okay, point? So after What's your ad- relationship with after, wrestling? After the Attitude Era, um, I got, like, I think that was probably when I started to get into theater. Right. And I had a real passion. Uh, after like, the attitude, so you mean like after, like two like thousand? Like I got into high school. I got into theater when I was like just a year before high school. So I was like probably thirteen, fourteen years old. Right. And that was so whatever, wherever like that. Maybe even a year before that. Like you know, I think like two thousand one, two thousand two. I I just kind of naturally grew out of wrestling. Yeah. In a way. Uh, the, I think that's the, the I always talk about that on the podcast is like everyone takes a break. Yeah. Everyone, it's it, it, it's uh I I you come back when you hit your second puberty, which is yeah. like I think what happens is like you get to the thing where you like go to you whatever you go to college or you do what you know you hit that age like twenty two or whatever where you're like. All right, you know what I'm gonna do? My main thing is gonna be like women and drinking, and you know I'm gonna be like dabbling in like adult stuff, and like I don't have time for my other stuff. And then you, at some point, hit this thing. Something happens where you just become your old self again, <laughs> and you like all the same shit you used to like. Yeah, it's weird. It's right. You're like you, you love know, nostalgia, right? Like it, it, you know, you yeah. stop any music you listen to during that period where you were like ju- what, the off, your off season of wrestling. You don't like any of that music anymore. You go back to the music you liked before that. Some of it's Dave wrestling Matthews. music. You go back to DMB. You're going back to well, you know, for us as guys from a northeast region, you know, yeah. you know, you're just like, oh, you know what? I think like I tweeted the other day. I think Wonderwall's maybe the best song ever written. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm just like, yeah, I like uh, Nirvana, Tom like Petty. Pearl Jam. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, whatever you were into at that time, it doesn't matter if you were like a hardcore. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So yeah, so I fell off naturally, and then it was actually um, Broadway's own. People don't realize this. Uh, Steve Kazee, yeah, uh, who's good friends of Shoemaker and Schilling over there. Um, yeah. He, I ran into him at New York Sports Club in Studio City, and we were, like, shooting around basketball. And I, I had gotten really big into UFC for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and actually just MMA in general. And I was training, and I, I still am a fan, but my markdom here is way... Is so I had fast. a similar... What, what got you into MMA? Uh, my brother, right. my brother, my younger brother, was like, you got to watch this. And we watched, like, one of, like, Uriah Faber's first, like, WEC fights. And ever since then, through, like, I think the golden era through UFC 200 and... All of those times uh, with Anthony Silva, WC. yeah, like Anthony Pettis, and yeah, all those guys. Strike Force was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when it was. That was, I think, at its height. I mean, that was like oh eight. Um, yeah, I started because the funny thing is, yeah, but through through like two thousand eleven though, I got into MMA strictly because of Brock Lesnar, Frank Mir won. Yeah, it was great. I watched that because I was like, yo, Brock Lesnar's fighting, That's and we wild. bought that pay-per-view, and then for a while, kind of like, UFC was my main thing over wrestling for like oh, a little for bit. for sure. Because it was like, it was just was better at the time. Of course. But now I, I can't even relate to that at no, all. No, no, it's too barbaric. I like I like the stories. I yeah. Like, I, yeah. Uh, my wife approves it more, to be completely honest. Yeah. Wrestling. 
You know, she doesn't understand the UFC. Because, you know, I get it. I'm I, Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? It's violent. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty brutal sometimes. Um, so, uh, and yeah, this this is just something that appeals to me. So anyway, Steve was explaining about CM Punk, and there's all these great guys. And I was like, dude, I don't know. And he's like, you know, you should get the, the, the network just came out. It was brand new. And it was like right, right before WrestleMania 31. Yeah. And so I started. Well, the network was brand new. It, the wrestling, the network started at WrestleMania uh, thirty. Right, was when it was like that was their big. Day. They wanted to get it ready for thirty. Well, anyway, by this time it was it was it was like maybe the second year, you know. So right, 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 31. right. Oh, yeah, I just, I was, just, so it was like right yeah, before yeah. thirty one, and I was I was just like I don't know. And then he goes, well, you can you know do a free trial for WrestleMania. You should do it. So. Yeah. I started getting in on the content. I was really, I've always been a fan. Like, even when I was just not even into the current product, I was like, ah, I don't watch this shit now. But, oh, my God, I love watching wrestling documentaries. All this crazy shit about the people that were my heroes. You know, I watched them all. The Wrestling with Shadows, the McFoley one. Right. I mean, and then when I saw that that was on the network, and I love the Monday Night Wars. I mean, that was such a great series. The 13-part series on the yeah. network. I mean, I watched every single one of them. It got a little repetitive after a while. But anyway, so they I They try to milk that thing yeah, so yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, And it was great, though. I watched them all. Um, so I, uh, I then, yeah, I was getting ready for WrestleMania 31, and I didn't really know what Money in the Bank was. That was something right. that had eluded me. Um, I figured it out, and <laughs> I, I started seeing all the segments, and I understood. But when I was watching 31... In a hotel room in San Francisco, actually, randomly. I was filming something, but I was not at WrestleMania, but I was in the same town. It was, yeah. So I was on my laptop watching WrestleMania, like in a hotel room alone with room service. And, you know, I saw the Seth Rollins Randy Orton fight, you know, yeah. and it was at a good finish. They did like a springboard RKO, some crazy. He did a, uh, yeah, he did a curb stomp into a, like a, an RKO. A springboard or, curb stomp into an RKO, which was a pretty cool it was, finish. It was one of the best spots. It was great. Yeah, yeah. That was a really great WrestleMania in, yeah. in general. And so yeah. um, when I was getting ready for Brock, who I obviously knew from UFC versus Roman Reigns, I was I was all hyped. I mean, I, I was into it. What did like, you was, What did you How did you feel about Roman Reigns going into that fight? Like how? Um, I just was. I didn't really have passion about anyone. Right, 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 right. I was right. just kind of. That's like, why I'm curious. Like what I was would, just like checking these dudes out. I was like, oh, I could see that this is like a big baby face right now. Right. And like this is Brock Lesnar, and oh great, this is cool. I, did you wow. think Roman Reigns looked cool when you saw him? You were like, I get this guy. Uh, like, like, you what know, was your initial hindsight's hit? interesting because right, 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 you know right. I now know so. So much so, I, I yeah, think it's I'd hard be to know. Projecting, I'd be like, I think oh, I said he needs to lose the vest. I don't think I was thinking, right, right, that right, way. right. What, what, because my mom at that point, I just remember <clears> this small <throat> fact my mom walked by the screen and goes, Who's that guy? I like that guy. Like, yeah, my mom well, was super course, a woman, and thinks he's <laughs> yeah, anyway, looking. yeah, keep going. So, when you know, I, I watched all the all the ladder matches and all that stuff, and yeah. then and then when the main event was on, you know, I thought it was great. It was like super fun. I was like, God, WrestleMania is cool. I forgot this is cool. This yeah. is so cool that I'm watching it also on my computer. Yeah, like, you saw this Sting used to be, wrestle. Yeah, this used to be sixty. Yeah, exactly. The Sting spot was yeah. great versus Triple H. Yeah, DX came out. I mean, for someone like you at this moment, like you saw you saw NWO come out. Yeah, DX came out. They all came yeah. out like it. Yeah. And I think I've been watching like clips and and like you know Bleacher Report videos. Right. Uh, getting ready for in the coming months. So I saw when Sting debuted. It went pretty viral. I was like, oh shit, Sting's back. Like yeah, that, yeah. that that hit me. Um. So when I saw Seth Rollins come in with the money in the bank, like it all like 
it's really like I, I, I wasn't watching enough to know that maybe they were even tipping that. Like, right. so I thought Seth Rollins was just over and done with. Like, I was yeah. that a popular opinion at the time? I don't know. Or so I was, people, at, I was there. Okay. I was at WrestleMania, and you're full Mark. So and now I'm you're, a full on Mark at this point, right? Uh, 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 full in, but. I mean, to be honest, I'm only I'm a couple years I'm only a couple years into getting like that level of into it. Like when we hung, now, we didn't talk about WWE when we shot that thing. No, we did. did we, we did talk about it, but I was super into it. But you at the time, I felt like you were you wanted to talk more about UFC. Yes. I remember that specifically. <clears throat> I remember being like, oh, he's more of a UFC guy. Which because yeah. at the time, I, but by the way, I like UFC also. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I remember being like, oh, I don't have as much to contribute about UFC right now because I'm more into WWE. Right. WWE was. Yeah, this is around that time. Right. So uh, this is when we were referring to when we shot a Gillette commercial where I was, you were playing Schick, Schick, yeah. You were yourself, and I was your buddy who comes with to you. I'm your buddy who comes with you when you get professionally shaven. With a with a shick like, like by a barber with a with a blade with a shick, but with a shick blade. What was the deal for that? Where they were like, "Hey, is he cool shaving?" Like, do they make you have to grow something out for that? Yeah, they were like, "Tell him not to shave for like a week or whatever," right, 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 because right. we want to we want to actually like shave him on camera, right? And he can like touch it up and stuff, and we'll touch him up when he's like you know doing right. the shots where he's like, "That was great, thank you," you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, they like shaved me when we were just in, when we were just improving. Yeah, right? we were just yeah we were just talking there. And I was like yeah yeah, and you were telling me this wacky story. Oh right, right. <laughs> yeah yeah. Anyway, let's not. Well, I'll talk shit about it, but whatever. Anyway, yeah. uh, it was real. Weird. They paid me really well. Yeah 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 yeah. Uh, they paid me not so well. Uh, but anyway, so uh, so uh, all right. So wait. So okay. So we were there when when Orton won the match. The sentiment around us was like he's gonna cash in. Oh, right. Because, like, but we weren't sure it was going to happen, but we're like, if he wins, he's definitely not cashing in. That's that, like, why put, he doesn't right. need it. Right. Like, why put, why put, why, like, you know, put, why, like, just yeah, kill Orton that night, right? Sure, sure. It was just like, if he loses, you know, uh, which is so, that's like kind of the sweet spot about wrestling. It's like when you think about that booking there where you're like, ooh, yeah. but you still don't know. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, that, that was it. You know, we all were like, hey, he's got to cash in. I don't think, like, I, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think. I guess Ziggler did it, but like bringing a money in the bank after, like, not using it at Mania. Like, if Carmella, yeah. is she going to go past Mania with it? It seems right, like that right, seems right. silly. But, but, but the thing is, I didn't know enough at that point. Right. No, no, no. I right. didn't know why, that yeah. money in the bank. It's like, I, I really didn't understand. Now I've obviously since gone back, I've seen the famous. Dolph Ziggler one. Right. I understand. What so this moment, is. when you saw it, how did you feel? I was like, "Holy shit, what's happening?" Yeah, and he, he came, he came down that ramp. I got chills up and down my spine. Yeah, and I was like, "This is my favorite wrestler." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, "I love." I, oh my god, I want him to win. Oh my god, he's yeah. gonna do it. I didn't even know why, but I was like, I was yeah. just so in there. Yeah. And it was just a real moment where I'm bouncing up, like and I'm excited. And right. He, the way he looks, I'm like, holy shit, yeah, ring the bell. Like, let's oh, go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. And he did it. One, two, three. The place popped. He went on the entrance ramp. The pyro came. I was like, this is a moment. Oh, yeah. You know, and now I'm like, yeah, now I now I can analyze it as someone and go, yeah, it was a great Wrestle 31, great WrestleMania moment. Like, yeah. perfect, you know. Um, but like at that point, like that hook line and sinkered me in and I slowly started to just be like, nah, I don't watch like raw, you know, I, but yeah. I watch like the pay-per-views, you know, yeah, they're, yeah, good. Yeah. No, they're really good and they do a really good job at like letting you know what's been going on. And, you know, and then I started just looking at like Bleacher Report articles where they would just cut up all the segments, all the important ones and they would give right. them grades. Right. 
And then I've spent a lot of time like shooting on location over the past couple of years. Right. And in Bulgaria, like I don't get Netflix, but I do get the WWE right. network. Right. We just go to Russia have his family. Yeah. Exactly. You just <laughs> um so, you know, I I jumped right back in. Yeah. So like that's the thing. So all right, let's talk about this moment, okay? Yeah. Rollins cashing. Okay, so I was I was there, and we were going to WrestleMania, and the feeling was like it's cool. It's the first WrestleMania I had ever been to, right? And the feeling was like this is cool that we're going to WrestleMania, but this card sucks a dick. Like no one was excited about this card at all, right? Um, and Levi Stadium is a piece of crap. Have you is been it there? Really? No, no, I haven't okay. been there. So I mean, whatever. Like people, I'm sure people will shoot on me for it. It's brand new. It's like they spent like a billion dollars on it or something. And it's in the middle of nowhere. It's 45 minutes outside of San Francisco. Is it near Candlestick? Because I've been there. What's Candlestick? Uh, where the Giants play, San Francisco Giants. Oh, no, because it's in Santa Ana. No, it's, it's in like Santa Clara. K- yes, yes, yes. It's in Santa it's Clara. It's not in, it's in San basically, Francisco. It's in Silicon Valley. Right. It's not in San Francisco. Right. So we were staying at Arlen's in San Francisco. And we were just like, all right, let's get in the... We, and by the way, we went to NXT... That was an amazing show. We went to San Jose NXT. That we uh, we saw like Charlotte, Sasha. We sat front row. Uh, it was amazing. That was like NXT, and it's in a, in a really cool place. Uh, anyway, uh, 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 but that we we took a, we took an Uber to San Jose to go to there. Forty five minute Uber. Then we took an Uber to go there. Forty five minutes. Then we took an Uber to go to. We went to wherever the Sharks play. It's, it's that's where. Raw was in San Jose. None of it was San- it was built in San Francisco, but none of it was in San Francisco. Right. So anyway, it was far. So we get there. It starts during the day. It's so bright out because it's West Coast, which is why they don't do West right. Coast manias anymore. Right. Vince hates it. They book him every time. He's like he, you know, that's why thirty five is going to be in you know in in I'm MetLife, which that. is going to be amazing. He, you know, you don't want to see anyone enter in the day. It's like it's it's no. cool for like the first match, but then you're like, all right, come on, like. So anyway, this was, yeah, this was, we're there, uh, we're sitting there, the sun is like beaming on us, because it's like, it's daytime, like, and right. it's like so hot, and it was like very uncomfortable and like sweaty. This stadium is like so barren, there's like nothing fun about it. I've been to the past two manias after, the one in Orlando's crap also, we went to, nothing compares to the Cowboy, AT&T's, like, oh, the yeah. Cowboys, that's the most incredible thing. You've been there ever? No. It's the most, it's the Death Star, they call it. Like, it literally is like the biggest, it's insane. It was 101,000 people there, it's insane. Anyway, so we're there. So we're there, no one's excited about this card uh, at all, and I think that's what made the booking of this pay-per-view so good. Yeah. So we're there. Here's the thing. Seth Rollins cashes in. We all went. The place went fucking nuts. Yeah. I took my shirt off right away. I have pictures of it. Like, I ripped my shirt off. I thought that would be funny. Uh, it was like, uh, uh, just like spinning it around my head. By the way, after this happened, you can't buy Seth Rollins merchandise. They don't sell any Rollins shirts. What? No foresight here that they would want. Like, after everyone's like, oh, let's, let's get a Rollins shirt. He's the champion now. He's instantly elevated. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll get one at Raw. We go to Raw. No Rollins shirts. They Why? don't sell any Rollins shirts. No idea. You know, because it's like, whatever. They didn't sell any Rollins shirts. Was, yeah. So anyway, they called this, one thing I like, they called it the heist of the century. 
yeah. which I thought was amazing branding. It yeah. was clearly something that Vince set into Cole's ear, which I thought was amazing. One thing about the cash-in that was amazing is he runs down the ramp. First off, he's running, which was amazing. Yeah, full clip. It's fu- and it's that's far. Not, that's not Mojo Raleigh sprinting. No, that no. Is, that Mojo is... can't run at all. No. He's running... He's so it's so fast, and they do this amazing thing with the money bank where like it's hard to cash in. You got to give it to the ref. Yeah. Then the ref has to talk to the timekeeper. The ref is always <laughs> so confused at the notion of what the money in the bank is. And wait, then, what do you mean? This is a briefcase. What is that? Oh, it has, a, and yeah. I have to go there, and and then what? It's so good though. It's so good. It's an example of just like milking that moment. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. nothing. And then when he's cashing in, I'm like, well, I'm like, the whole, I remember when he's running down the ramp. I'm just like, this is fucking awesome. But then I, for a second, was just like, what does this mean? Like. The match is still happening, you know? And then Lillian Garcia gets on the mic it became a and it's just threat. like, this is now a triple threat, which I don't remember that's ever happened. Cash in during a match? No. I, I don't I, I don't remember it happening. I mean, maybe it well, has. Well, sometimes it's like after a match and then the guy, and then the baby face got beaten down. That's when now, they normally do it, like, they, like after the match when they're brutalized. Right. And they're like, oh, when, when the champion but loses. But both men were down, right? Right. So what happened so. was is that Roman uh, uh, Roman Reigns is going for a spear. Lesnar's super beat up. He gave him like five uh, Superman punches like in a row or whatever. And Lesnar's face is all bloody. Roman's goes for a spear, but then Lesnar catches him in an F5 and then collapses like it was his last bit of juice. Oh, my God. So they're like dead. They're down. Rollins music hits. He runs down. And then the other cool thing about it is that uh, the match goes for a little bit. He doesn't just pin somebody. R- what happens right, is right. Rollins kicks. He kicks. There were a couple spots. Right. He kicks. Rollins kicks his, uh, 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 like, uh, Reigns' corpse out of the ring. He, like, rolls it out of the ring. And then he's setting up to give Lesnar a curb stomp. Curb stomp, yep. And he goes to do it. Lesnar Catches him while he's going to give him the curve stomp. He's on his shoulders. While that's happening, Reigns spears Lesnar. Yep. Rollins falls off, curve stomps Reigns, pins him for the win. The booking was fucking amazing. It was amazing. What a finish. I mean, I was losing my shit. <laughs> yeah. and I didn't really even know. It was just so dramatic. It was a great story told. Uh, another amazing. There's so much things about it because it's one, it's one of. I actually say to me, I gave this match five out of five stars for oh, me yeah. because I was making the point that like this is what I like over Okada Omega. Like I can enjoy Okada Omega; those are cool. But to me, this is five star wrestling, six star wrestling. Like the cash in, just the uh, a perfect mix of wrestling and high because well, there's drama, right? Exactly. The drama, yeah. And like he cashes in. Roll- the other thing is that Rollins was a jabroni in the Shield. Right. He, in the shield, it was like, who is this idiot with the fucking blonde streak? Now, some people knew him as like Tyler Black and they knew he was the NXT champ. At that time, I wasn't as well versed in the indies. You right, know, right. I didn't. I just moved to L.A. I didn't go. I didn't know what PWG was. You know what I mean? Like we didn't right. have any of that. Sure. In New York, there's like ROH and stuff. But like I wasn't cool enough to do that. Either, no, right? You know no, what I mean? No, I wasn't going to go to New Jersey, you know. Uh, and so uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to go to New Jersey. Come on. Um, and so uh, I knew Chris Christie was bad even then. Of course. So, uh, yeah, like Rollins. So the fact that Rollins was the standout, like that's also one of my favorite things about life yeah. is when like you think Chris Kattan's the star, but it's Will Ferrell. Sure. It's very fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's something unlikely. Yeah. And I always think there's some kind of drive there. So that, that's what happened with Rollins here. So here's the amazing thing about this. When Rollins lost to Orton, he didn't know he was he didn't know until after that match that he was cashing in. I, it's amazing. I feel like I've watched a documentary about it since or something. Yeah. And, and they walk you through that. And you're just like, 
They, just, they really do. I mean, like, what if he left? I mean, <laughs> yeah, he well, I'm sure they were like, all right, you got to grab him right after the match. But apparently he didn't know till two hours before, which is while the show is happening. It's after that match. He so in the documentary, he says that before the Royal Rumble, he went to creative and was like, here's what I think we should do with the with the yes, money in the bank. Yes, yes. He yes. said, I think Reigns, they're going to boo him. I think he claims he knew that wrestlers love to do that. That's right, like right, Batista right, came right. back, said, I knew everyone was going to boo me. Right. They right. love to like be like, I knew. I told Vince, please don't make yeah. me a baby face. I yeah. think that's such bullshit. Right. But because, uh, uh, you know, whatever. But he, he said that so that he he so, you know. And that might just be him ar- claiming he's the architect, like being right. architecty. But right. he, uh, 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 so anyway, he can uh, he, he recommends that to them two days before they decide, but they don't tell Rollins because they, in case they change the booking, they didn't want him to get his like hopes up. Right? You know? Can you imagine what a day for him? He and not only that, he left. He had to go get on the jet. He his life instantly changed. Like yeah. he got on Vince's jet to go fly to do Today Show. Of course, he's not a guy who's flying on the private jets at this point. They say that when you're backstage, it could all just like they could just bring you in one day and say, "Hey, we're making you the new Intercontinental Champ," and and that's why you just have to keep your head down yeah. and and run the race and just try to have good moments and pick your spots. Absolutely, and that's what it, that's what it bothers me about Rollins booking now. But anyway, last thing about this moment is he runs up to the back of the the ramp and he spins the belt around his head. Oh. That is the best. Is what, that shot gives me fucking goosebumps. Yeah. It's the fucking best thing he ever. Hit his, he, Dan, yeah. he hit his fucking mark. Mark, yeah, totally. Couple of marks talking about hitting marks. marks. And I don't want to hearken this back at all to the Ronda Rousey thing, but like, think about like the botch as opposed to like someone who nails their spot at the end of a pay-per-view. It's amazing. And we saw it the year before. We saw it with Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. We saw like that amazing moment. Sure. And that's a guy like capitalizing capitalizing on his moment but this was like my favorite thing ever this yeah. was just like and and i and i and i i have this i didn't realize till you know then rollins had an amazing title run that whole year yeah it was great you know with then the, obviously with with what with the uh not the corporation J. yeah but we're not the corporation what is it the authority he retired sting yeah he, he kept injuring everyone it was great he did injure a lot of people including balor too at the very end yeah and uh and uh and uh yeah and so i mean this this was a, this so this is like a moment that got you back into wrestling 100 percent. and i feel like that's it's like that's really interesting to me it's like what gets for me it wasn't a moment what got me back into wrestling was uh, DVR. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I literally got DVR, and I was like, "What should I DVR raw?" And then I started getting into Edge, the Rated R Superstar. I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." This guy's like, he had like a live fuck show on Raw with Lita, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Oh, because I, I." But even in the same way, what I was, what interests me was like, I can't believe they figured out Edge. This yeah. guy was such a fucking jabroni. Uh, like, I always liked his look, Edge and Christian. And I love, I love the brood. I love the blood. Did you bats. think he would be like a heavyweight no, champion? No, never saw a singles run for him. No, did the, but I you, thought he was the cooler brother. Did the, you, he well, had a more yeah. severe look, you Definitely. know. And the spear was a great move. But you wore the like bug glasses. But you yeah. think you know me? And he would come out from the crowd. You're like, why are you coming out from the crowd? Like, what is this gimmick? He wore. I didn't dig his pants. I thought he was too lanky. But it's amazing. Anyway, now, I liked his sinister. Like, I liked his chin. He, okay, he has a good look awkward. now. He has a good look now, but at that time it was funny. Like I was so biased. I was like, you have to be like 
look like The Rock or I'm like, I'm not into it at all. Right. You have to be like massive and obviously we've come a long way. See, Shawn Michaels was my favorite wrestler, so I always liked those like guys like the Bret Hart's and the Shawn Michaels. But Shawn Michaels had a... Shawn Michaels, like, he just... He was fuller than that. Fuck, Edge. man. Shawn Michaels just had it. Yeah. Shawn Michaels is just born to wrestle. He's just the best performer. Well... Entering performer of all time. I think we can end it there. You think you so? You feel good? I got. We could talk about the barbershop window if you want. I mean, everyone's or, got the same barbershop window it. story. I mean, it's literally... He went through the barbershop. I was... I was, you know, same age, and I it was so incredibly real to me. I was, uh, I, I was heartbroken, and then, but like slowly, I, I, you know, I was one of those guys that was a horse led to water with yeah. Shawn Michaels. Like he became my guy. I mean, I have some fun facts about the barbershop window. If you want to hear, them. let's hear them. You want to hear? And them? then we got to get food, man. Are we right, still so gonna we'll, get food? Let's get. We'll, we'll we save this time? for another time. Well, just do the facts. It takes like five seconds. But also, are we gonna go get food right now? I mean, and we, a drink. We, yeah, we're gonna go to we'll go to Franklin Village. Yeah, and then I was gonna see when Jamie's up, and we'll pop watch her set. And then we, yeah, we go to like Franklin and Co. or something like that. Yeah, something over there. No? Okay, cool. Is that good. That's perfect. All right, uh, <laughs> keep this in the recording, Zig. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, do you want the facts or should we just go? No, I think we, I don't think we have that much time. Oh, really? Yeah, just give me the facts. Give me right, like here's three. the facts. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah go. So here's the interesting thing. You you all know what happened in the barbershop window. We know yes. what happened in that moment, right? But I think in the backstage shit, I didn't really know. I never actually kind of looked it up. Oh so yeah, I, thought I, I heard, heard a lot about or the Rockers episode on Bruce Pritchard. They talked a lot about the Marty Jannetty shit. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, well, give your facts. Well, I just think the interesting thing is that like the back that the, the the Rockers. So uh, I have a. I have the, the bullet point version over here. So the bullet club point. I got the bullet. So ninety one, they like started rocking the boat. Ninety one is the same year that they. Janetti uh, apparently spoke spoke to WCW and they had an offer for them that was like, and he came to Michaels and said, "Hey, right? Yes, I heard this. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could, we should leave, and then and then Shawn Michaels and Vince had the conversation. Right? Yeah, and so apparently, like Shawn thought it was more money, and that it wasn't actually as much money. And then Shawn kind of like, and Vince was like, "Hey, all right, fine, go." And Shawn was like shocked that they would let him go. I think he was expecting them to match the money. Right. And Janetti claims that this was all Shawn's design, and Janetti just talked to him because Shawn was like didn't have the balls to talk to Vince about it. You right. know? And so they started beefing about that. The fallout of that is that they ended up staying, but. They're like, we're going to split these guys up. Right. And and a lot of people thought it was going to be Marty that was going to be the star. And then when it didn't quite go that exactly, way. Exactly, which is the best shit ever. And and Vince actually thought that Marty was going to be a star. So he, I feel like Marty also was kind of always a fuck up. But, um, you know, Marty asked for his shot and it was just never working out. And I think Marty eventually became like a reminder of Vince of like something that he thought about that was wrong. Right. And I think he just like it represented that for him. So he kind of buried Marty and, and would bring him back so many times. And then always it would always be like some sort of a suspension. Really? Or, yeah. Or or it just wasn't working out. I'll yeah. check out that episode. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's actually a really great one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check it out. I mean, the rockers. It's just it, all about the it's rockers. Just the, I love the I was obsessed with the rockers when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, yeah, they're the fucking coolest. It's kind of crazy. But like, it seems like Sean was just like wanted a singles career and Marty didn't. And like, just from that alone, like that, who has the drive, who doesn't have the drive, like, 
You, you, you can see who's Actually, that's not true. Really? Marlon Jannetty wanted a singles career. Ooh. It's just Shawn Michaels was willing to play dirty, a.k.a. the Montreal Screwjob. He, he was not the most honorable person. Right. It, was a, it was a doggy dog world, and Marty Jannetty was trying to, you know, go to Vince and the proper channels and say, please give me a chance as a single star. Like, right. I want to be a babyface. Like, we could book this. And so He know, was trying to, like, grab the brass ring the proper way. Right. And Shawn was just like, I'm going to get it on the back. Uh, that's always my, like, fear in life. I'm I'm also, like, like it was just like a, one, of, one of those things where it was just Sean was just becoming Sean. Well, it says like, from what I read about it, it seems like uh, Sean be- finding the Heartbreak Kid gimmick was because of Janetti. Like, yeah, of course. It's because Janetti got... Janetti got in like trouble with the law and they had to like let him go for a little bit. Yeah. And then Sean was like, oh, I'll figure myself out. And he like, it snapped into it fast. It was kind of like if Janetti, if you had your shit together, they might have stayed the Rockers for longer, or Janetti would have figured out his single run in that time. Janetti didn't come back to TV for about like six to nine months after right. the barbershop window. Right. He was off TV from the But then suspension. he did come back and he did feud with Sean. Yeah. And then he did win the IC belt for like a brief amount of time that was off the, of Sean. That was the thing that he had asked Vince for. Right. So that was the shot. And Vince thought it was going to happen. And when it didn't really amount to anything, Sean became Sean and Marty became Marty. It's a very tragic story for Marty. It's kind of amazing because it's like they had like this is like a year of wrestling that like Janetti is there as a singles player with Sean. And in my head, it's like the second he went through the barbershop window, he never came back. Like, you know what I mean? Like that blip in time. It's just like, no, this is how I remember history. And then he would come back to like. Like save Sean from the Spirit Squad. That all I remember, like when when Janetti would come back, and then now he wants to fuck his daughter. Yeah. Apparently, so that's weird. All right, well, whatever. Hey, like let's go get place. some food. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, everyone. Thanks for supporting the Patreon uh, and supporting the show. Um, uh, 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 and uh, if you're listening to this episode as a bonus, that we released it for you to like give you a preview of what you get on the bonus episodes and get kind of a different flavor. We don't have to always cover the topical stuff. We can go back at people's minds and have a little fun. Uh, then, hey, become a patron. And you'll get more episodes like this. Support the show and we can keep making more content, okay? Uh, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Skylar, thanks for coming in. Always. All right. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network. Thank <laughs> you.